I hope you're doing well. I hope you had a wonderful week. This week's shear is sponsored by Hassan Zalt Law Firm, by Bluestone Brokerage, and by the Churns family. As well, it is sponsored by Asher Walmark and his children of Chicago, Illinois, in honor of Jeff and Greta Baum, in honor of Sammy and Sylvie's wedding. This year could be sponsored by you in the future or by your business, whatever you would like. Simply reach out to 845-367-2959. Last year, the day after Rosh Hashanah, Tzayim Gedalia, I was very inspired and very uplifted by a sefer I've been reading by Reb Judah Mishel. The sefer is called Baderech. And I wish that the story I read on Rosh Hashanah I read it before Rosh Hashanah so that I could share it with people back then. I shared it with my mother on Sam Gedalia, and she loved it, and it moved her. And I just remember saying last year that I hope I'll have the opportunity this year to share it, to connect it to a parsha next to Rosh Hashanah. And Baruch Hashem this year, and this week, that divine assistance manifested. And now Baruch Hashem, I'm able to share the story that really changed my life, that my mother really enjoyed, that others really enjoyed over the year. And finally, I'm able to share it with you and connect it to this Ixpasha. I'm very excited. As a side note, I highly recommend anyone who's looking for Sifrei Kodesh, things to uplift and to inspire them, especially during El Rosh Hashanah Kippur. The Sefer is called Baderech, B-A-D-E-R-E-C-H. You can buy it in your local Svarim store. You can buy it on Amazon. It's incredible, and I highly suggest you buy it as well. It changed my life, and I'm sure it will change yours too. And the life-changing story which I read that I want to share with you this year goes as follows. Rebzev Wolf Kitsis, one of the closest Tamidim of the Baal Shem Tov, was appointed by the Baal Shem to be the Baal in the Shtibal, in the Shul, in the city of Mezhubish. Realizing the tremendous responsibility, the Achrayis, that he just took upon himself to be the Baal for the city of Mezhubish, and especially to be the Baal through which the Baal Shem Tov will be Yetzir his Tekiah Shoifer, a very holy and iconic mitzvah of the year. Rebzev decided to delve deep into the study of the Kavanas of the Ari and unveil the profound layers of Tekiah Shoifer. This was to ensure that he perform the Tekiahs accurately, and to do this, he decided that he was going to write a little crib sheet, a little sheet that he would write up before Shoshana, bring it to the Bima have it next to him, just with little hints, bullets, reminding him of the various kavanas that he has to have during the tekiyas. Rosh Hashanah morning came, all the mispalim, all the people of Shtok came to shul, with emo yira, with tremendous trepidation and awe for the great day of judgment. And the daven shachas, and there was weeping and wailing and crying. The sense of fear was literally palpable. And Rebzev finally gets up to the bima. For Tekiah Shoifer. And the Makri, the one calling out the sounds for Tekiah Shoifer, was none other than the Baal Shem Tov himself. And Rebzev takes out the little crib sheet, the little cheat sheet, puts it on the bima, and as he's about to make the brachas for Tekiah Shoifer, he quickly looks at the sheet for the first kavana, and he closes his eyes in immense concentration, and he goes on, Baruch Hashem, Shoifer. He opens his eyes, he waits for the Baal Shem to call out the first Tekiah. The Baal Shem says, Tekiah. And of course, Reb Zev looks down at his chichi, and lo and behold, it's gone. And there was a tumult, but obviously he couldn't say anything, he couldn't do anything, he couldn't make a hefsik in the bracha. He had to go on. 
he knew something was up. He sensed that obviously something happened, but he couldn't talk, he couldn't ask. And while he was panicking inside, terrified that he didn't have the cheat sheet, he knew only he had one option, which was just to go on and blow the shofar. After Musaf, Reb Zev approached the Baal Shem, and he said, Rebbe, I don't understand. What happened? I had this cheat sheet. It was on the bima, and I wanted it right next to me that I should be able to look down and remind myself of the kavanas that I had to have during the tekiyas in order to perform the mitzvah for myself and for the whole entire kihilo, and especially for you, to bring these tekiyas, for them to serve as a merit for us, for a happy, healthy, new year, why did he take them away? We needed to be all the different machshavas and kavanas. I needed to have them all in mind. What happened to my sheet? And the Hashem looked at Reb Zev and he told him as follows. He said, today, on Rosh Hashanah, we had the most extraordinary shofar blowing ever. He said, there are numerous gates leading into Hashem's chamber and each gate has its own unique key. And throughout the year, these gates remain locked and only on Rosh Hashanah during the shofar blowing are we granted access to the innermost chambers of the king. And the kavanas serve as keys and each one is capable of unlocking a specific gate to reach the king's inner chamber. But there's one master key that opens all of the gates. That master key is the pure simplicity and the heartfelt prayer of a broken heart. Therefore, says the Baal Shem, I took away the paper. I took away a chichi. There's only one thing that I wanted you to be invested, to use at the time of Tekiyas, and that is your heart. Your kavanas of the innermost chambers of your heart to connect to the innermost locked up chambers of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And only through that will we be able to unlock and gain access to the holiest of holies in Rekir Deshemayim. In this week's parasha, we encounter the mitzvah of Bikurim, bringing the first fruits to the Kain. And the Sifri derives that there was a different basket that was brought from the rich and the poor. The rich man would bring a basket of gold and the poor man would bring a wicker basket. And the Sifri says that the Kayin would keep the wicker basket of the poor man. However, the gold tray, the gold basket, which the rich man prepared his fruits in, the Kayin would return. And the Mepharsha asks, what's the pshat? This seems contrary to what logic would dictate. The Kayin should be the opposite. The Kayin should keep the beautiful golden basket of the rich man. And he should either discard or give back the wicker basket, the rough, simple, prickly wicker basket of the poor man. Yet for some reason, he keeps that basket, the wicker basket of the poor man. What's the pshat? What's the reason for this? The Malbim offers an incredible insight, which is as follows. The Gemara in Sanhedrin tells us, Rachman Ali Baboy, that the Rabbani Shalom wants our heart. He wants the pureness, the simplicity, the dedication of the Yid's heart. And the poor man, he doesn't have the ability or the luxury to just walk into the goldsmith and say, craft me a golden basket to hold my fruits. Rather, the poor man has to take whatever he has, the wicker, those materials, to make a wicker basket. And he has to labor and sweat and toil to create, to craft a homemade wicker basket. And even though, says the Malbim, that it's not nearly as nice, it's made out of rough, prickly material, 
But says the Malbim, the most important thing is his heart, his dedication, his sacrifice for Kaddish Baruch Hu. And although the gold is much more beautiful, much more exalted, obviously, but that's not what Hashem wants. And therefore, when it comes to the package of Bikrum which the rich man brings, the only thing, the only mitzvah, the only chilek, the only portion of the actual mitzvah is exclusive to the peris, to the fruit. However, the golden bowl, the basket which he brings it in, is irrelevant. Hashem is not interested in that. Because there was no heart, there's no dedication or sacrifice, self-invested interest and passion in that basket, as opposed to the wicker basket of the poor man. In there lies sweat and tears and time and dedication and love for a mitzvah. And therefore, his package is not just a package of fruits of Bikurim. Rather, says the Malbim, the actual basket becomes a tuffle. It becomes literally a part of the mitzvah because his basket represents love, sacrifice, and purity that's literally sewn into the fibers of the basket. It's not just wicker. Rather, it's his Yiddishkeit. It's his passion, love, and fire for Torah, for mitzvahs that are weaved into this wicker basket. And therefore, the Kayin keeps that wicker basket as well because it's mamish a part of the mitzvah. From the anecdote of the Baal Shem, and this lesson of the Malbim, of Rahman Ali Babay, that Hashem wants our hearts. We're running around, we're getting ready, we're preparing ourselves in the greatest way possible for Rosh Hashanah, for the Yom Adin, for Yom Kippur. And then afterwards, with Sukkis, building our Sukkah and buying Dalminim, and we're doing so much. We're buying Machzairim and we're getting seats in Shul and we're getting the Simonim and we're getting the best meats for the Sudas. We're doing such amazing things. We're trying to prepare, we're trying to elevate ourselves and get into the mode of Yantif. But we mustn't forget, amidst all of our preparations, amongst all of our kavanas and all of our holy and lofty intentions, we cannot forget for whom and what we are doing this for. And obviously the answer is, we're doing it for Kaddish Baruch Hu, we're doing it to become close to Him, we're doing it to be Mamlechim, to claim Him again as our King, to renew our commitments, our Kabbalahs, our dedication to Yiddishkeit, to mitzvahs. And while we're doing all the preparations, and while we're trying to do the best we can with all the various mitzvahs, external, internal, whatever it is, we must remember that it's Rahman Ali Babay. And of course, while we all strive to serve Hashem, always aiming to meet the golden standards in all that we do, whether it's by blowing the shoifer or by performing any other mitzvah, let us ensure that we possess the unparalleled and treasure value of the simpler and more humble wicker basket, a true and sincere heart. Yes, El and Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Yom Ram, they're a time of awe of Iman Yira, but we mustn't forget what a time of joy and simcha it is that we're able to reconnect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to be Mamlechim again as king over the whole world. We can't forget that it's on each and every one of us, ourselves. And we're so lucky. We're the chosen nation. He exalted us. He cares for us. Each one of us is His Ben Yachid. And when we keep this in mind, and when we keep in mind that it, we can't get overwhelmed, we have to do it with simcha, we have to do it with happiness. And with all the great intentions that we have, let us not forget the main intention, the most simple and fundamental, which is Rahman Ali Babai. Hashem just wants our heart. He wants us. He wants a connection with us. And when we have that in mind, we should be able to go into the Yantif and continue with our preparations with Yishev Adas, with Shava, Menucha, and Simcha, and Mirza Hashem, Yishobi Zeiche, to Ksiva I thank each and every one of you for listening, and I wish you all a wonderful Shabbos.